Listener Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 19th of October. Today, the A-League backflips on its grand final strategy, a dragon star headed for the big house, and a cross-code olive branch. But first... Toes down! And just like that, the AFL trade period is over. And what a trade period it was. 36 deals were done across the whole period, with 10 of those coming on the final day. All in all, 35 players found new homes for 2024, and even more picks for this year's draft and future drafts were changing hands. Who can be expected to keep track of all my wheelings and dealings? The final day flurry of action was mostly centred around two clubs, Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. Port picked up Bombers defender Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Geelong key defender Asava Radicalea, Western Bulldogs ruckman Jordan Sweet and Richmond ruckman Ivan Soldo. That's a lot of people. While the Hawks added Bombers youngster Massimo D'Ambrosio, Gold Coast forward Marbiel Chol, Jack Gunston returns to the club after a 12-month vacation with the Brisbane Lions. But the biggest deal of the final day was Collingwood Premiership forward Jack Ginnivan officially becoming a Hawk. Ginnivan, have they got a Sunday special to go with Anzac Day? Twenty year old Ginnivan has courted controversy at every turn throughout his young career, and the Hawks have landed a talented player with plenty of football ahead of him, and who, in his own words, dreamt of playing for the Hawks as a kid. Uh, I wanted to play for Hawthorne. Uh, Still a chance. But he also comes with baggage, having already served a ban over a video showing him with an alleged illicit substance, having issued an apology over an embarrassing TikTok video, and of course his pre-grand final visit to the horse races ahead of the biggest game of his career. I think the problem here is discipline. Yeah, it could be. But I guess it's not Collingwood's problem anymore. Unlike the NRL and the AFL that have static venues for their grand finals, the right to host the A-League grand final has traditionally been awarded to the highest ranked side that qualified for the final. It was a way of rewarding the best regular season team. But when the A-League and the New South Wales government announced a deal in December last year that the grand final was moving to Sydney permanently, well, football fans lost their mind. The referee has called for both sets of players to leave the field of play. And this is entirely, entirely unacceptable. Protests were staged, fans stormed pitches and police laid charges. And all in all, it showed that people weren't particularly pleased with the new agreement. Not happy, Jen! Twelve months later, we've got some good news. This is in response to the fans. They wanted, I think, the unique character of the A-League competition. In particular, a recognition that the highest placed semi-final team would host the final in their own jurisdiction. And games like football are nothing without fans. New South Wales Premier Chris Minns speaking to the media yesterday after a new agreement was struck, which will see the A-League and A-League women's revert to their previous grand final model of rewarding the highest qualifying side with home ground advantage. I have changed my mind. There were three years left on the grand final deal with the New South Wales government, but they've been scrapped. And in return, New South Wales will be the home of the A-League's new Unite round. Sounds fancy. It is. I mean, it's essentially the same concept as the NRL's Magic Round and the AFL's Gather Round, but with a soccer ball. For the next two seasons, Sydney will host all 12 A-League men's and women's sides over one weekend, with double-header matches to be held at Allianz Stadium, Combank Stadium and Leichhardt Stadium, as well as grassroots tournaments for juniors and a live site at Moore Park over that weekend. Let's bring 
the best talent we've got in the entire country to Sydney over three days. So set that time aside in your calendar, the 12th, the 13th and 14th of January. Make sure you put it in with your mates and your family and come and see not just one game, but several games of world-class football. Here's hoping we can all celebrate without any flares this time. The St George Illawarra Dragons haven't exactly been the standard bearer when it comes to excellence in the NRL over the past decade. A revolving door of coaches, off-field indiscretions and only two finals appearances in the last 10 years. We suck! And now their 2024 season prospects have taken a hit before pre-season has even begun. Rising NRL star Junior Ramon has been stood down from the Dragons as he faces possible jail time over a hammer attack on a tradie near Wollongong. He and his father were today found guilty over the rampage, which left a roofer with broken bones. 21-year-old Junior Amon is the first choice 5'8 for the Dragons heading into next year. Or should I say, was the first choice 5'8, because as soon as the guilty verdict was handed down, he was immediately stood down by the club. Amon and his father were both found guilty and will be sentenced in early December with a real prospect of jail time. An athlete's career is a relatively short one. They have a short window of time in which they can maximise their physical gifts to make financial gain. And in some sports, those windows are bigger and more lucrative than others. Now it's time to get paid. But when a group of athletes go into their own pockets to support athletes from a completely different sport, you have to tip your cap. Netball's got to have money, surely. There's got to be money coming in. It's not... I can't... I refuse to believe it's a poor sport at the moment, just the way that I, I watch it unfold, and it's kind of just... As a, as a female athlete, watching netball go through that makes me really sad. Australian women's cricket captain Alyssa Healy speaking on the state that the sport of netball finds itself in currently. The governing body Netball Australia is currently at odds with the Players Association over a new pay deal. And given the standoff, the cricketers have stepped in. Well, we're here to help. The Australian Cricketers Association have created a fighting fund aimed at providing financial support for the netballers while they continue their fight for a better pay deal. The fund is reported to contain up to $200,000 and represents a rare cross-code olive branch, but one that is no doubt incredibly appreciated. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanny. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.